Good morning, it's Denise. I wanted to do a special introduction to my friend Lee Taylor Young. I met Lee through my husband. They've been friends for 30, 40 years. I need to tell you something. I learned so much from doing this podcast because Lee is just very special. There's no other way to describe her. She is an actress, an author, a mother, a wife. She's, she's devoted her life to finding the highest good in herself and in others. And after I'd done this podcast with her, and after I drove away from her house, I thought to myself, I want to be like Lee. So enjoy. Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age, and I'm very excited because I have a dear friend and a special guest that is going to talk to us today, and her name is Lee Taylor Young. Hello, Lee. Hello there. Now, I I'm going to use I'm going to use my ladylike language today because my friend Lee is really a lady. <laughs> She is just a lovely, lovely person, and I don't like to frighten her when I talk like a sailor. <laughs> no, you make me laugh. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay. Thank God for that, huh? Thank God for that. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Lee. Besides um, that she's an actress and a writer and has been a public figure for a long time, but she is married to the leader of the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, and my husband has been a member for 40 years and has known Lee for that long, and that's how I know Lee. So it's a small world. The movement has saved my husband's life because Mr. A personality learned to meditate, to look inward, to try to bring more light to the planet, not darkness. Now, he fails sometimes, and when he does, I say to him, my God, 40 years of meditation, this is as good as it's going to get, but okay, never mind, because you know I'm perfect. I'm perfect. So, Miss Lee, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. And what I would love to, I'm going to ask you some questions, but since I know you, I want people to realize when we first got here, you were telling us about being a child and looking out at the world and thinking, there's got to be a better place than this. <laughs> Tell us about that, if you would. Seriously, how did you know early? Lee has tremendous faith and in inner awareness. And, but it was even before the movement. You've always been like this. How come? I have no idea. I, and and, and uh, that gives me pause for thought. <laughs> was I indeed like this before? But I think, you know, truth be told, I sort of we'll call it, came in this way, where I came in with what seemed with a lot of awareness. Then there's life and parents and circumstances and post-World War II and no baby care, so I was put in someone's home while my mother worked. And uh, I took note of the fact that it seemed that adults, number one, didn't seem really happy. Uh, <laughs> where was their joy? Because I felt very connected to wonder and joy and, and creativity because creativity you are very creative and loving and sharing and those sorts of things and I did notice that it seemed to me that people didn't seem to be inclined to tell each other the truth uh -huh. like I'd be attuned to 
kind of what was really going on in the environment or emotionally or whatever, and then what came out of their mouths didn't seem to match up. So all of these were quite a process for me, and I made the decision, very itty-bitty, <laughs> that um, uh, talking seemed to be a big distraction. And if I talked, this is the strange little belief I created it too, that if I talked, I'd be entering this world I wasn't enjoying too much. But if I stayed silent, I could stay attuned to this other world that was enormously rich, filled with communion and joy and happiness. And I associated that with silence. So I didn't really choose to talk till I was about four. I love that. And uh, so they thought, of course, that I was a little odd. But when I started <laughs> being, uh, let's say, abused in this home, I had a very conscious thought that I do believe now is the time to talk. There you I go. I need to you communicate. You found your voice. <laughs> I found my voice that certain things need to be expressed to sort of see if I could write a situation that was not good. So I don't know if any of this is really very interesting, but I do know that I loved what I now call an inner life. There you go. And that beginnings led me like a North Star to constantly keep my eye on, well, where's the love? Where's the kindness? Where's the communion? Where's the people who really want to hear you or listen or commune with you? There, it wasn't highly populated with this, even though I adored my parents. So yes. it wasn't that they were lacking. It's just there was something always with a sense of more. And so how lucky you ended up in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, not always looking for the highest good, as we say, Lee, in Hollywood. But since I've said that, now, Lee has been a writer, Holler Life. I am not exaggerating when I say she has 20 or 30 journals, binders filled with things she's thought about, things she's learned, things you need to share. When I'm with Lee sometimes, I just think to myself, she has more joy in a little tiny cup of coffee. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm a joy junkie, as you know me. I want to laugh, and That's if it's why not fun, you. I'm not doing it, okay? And I, I don't have all that much time left on the planet, so I'm only hanging out with people that inspire me. Mm -hmm. So you're, you've gotten a little older now. You're talking back to your parents, or at least looking around going, okay, where do I fit in? And I know you showed me some pictures when we got here of when you were in a movie with Omar Sharif, and you were, you were traveling then. You were looking for your inner self or inner peace. I can't say I was that sophisticated about it. Okay. I think that when I got fully into my mid-20s, I now had a language that I could articulate that okay. could say those words. I do want more peace. I do want to find my way of navigating this world with even more love. How do I navigate very difficult directors, difficult fellow yes. husbands, <laughs> anything <laughs> that that seemed that I had to learn another language for yes. to, to work with. And I wanted that language. I didn't want to be someone who was uh, angry or reacting there all the go. time or blaming. I find blaming just to be an illness for people. It, it, and it's and it takes away takes away self-accountability. Yes. At all costs, I would rather be independently self-accountable, even when it looks like it's being done unto me. I would rather find a way that says, okay, how can I make this better? Good so it's rather than let me receive everything I ever thought I wanted in my bucket list. I think I was in my mid-20s when that shifted for me and said, 
okay, what can I give that makes it better? See, this is huge. Yeah, and this it was huge. a huge paradigm shift for me because it said, I'm going back into the film industry not for what it can give me and how easy it is to go into that industry and have your list of things you want from it Yes. and say, no, I want to make, I want to give me to it. I want to uh, transmute things. I want to have the strength to do that. So that was a very important intention. And I've, I've lived more or less and we all do the less because we're human yes but i'd rather aspire to the more and that's that's my north star that's it that's amazing well i don't know if it's amazing but it I, is, it is amazing for me. no i think it's amazing you see i have to tell you and since lee dropped the husband word because <laughs> and everybody knows that listens to us that i love my husband so much he is such a gift to me and he's my second husband and I learned that husbands could be very fragile from my first one, so that I had to be a better wife. No, seriously, I had to be a better person to be a better wife, to, to appreciate my husband. But, you know, also people know sometimes he's a turd, <laughs> just difficult, to say the least. But when I'm with you and I see how, and this is how you are, no, seriously, how you treat everyone around you. It doesn't matter if it's the waiter when we were out to lunch, which I, I totally relate to because having worked in restaurants, I know how hard, hard, hard it is, work, yeah. how hard, and how awful people can discount yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just discount, discount, discount people. But uh, you make me a better person when <laughs> I'm serious, when I have lunch with you and you talk about difficulties that you have overcome. That's huge because once you've been a movie star (laughs) and stuff, people expect that nothing bad ever happens to you. That's not how life is. There's huge challenges Mm -hmm. all the time. Life is life. I don't care if you're an actor. Baseline, we're all human. And baseline, we all have a lot of challenges. Challenges. It's not easy. I mean, I'm going to start with just be, I'm going to say it this way because this is a bit how I live my life. But it's challenging sometimes just to be in a body. It doesn't always work too well. (laughs) And, And, you know, you have to show up. And then we have relationships. And relationships are our schooling, in my opinion. Oh, they sure are. It's where they're direct reflection, usually, of who we are and the choices we're making, although we may not see it. So how easy to blame. Did she just call me a turd? I think she did. (laughs) But see, I happen to know. And this is one of the things that my husband says. And I please, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Kenny says to me, which is a JR, the the original uh, leader of the spiritual movement of awareness. When Kenny's tough with me, this is his line. He says, to a tough steak comes a sharp (laughs) knife. Okay? So think about that. When And when he says it to me, then, of course, I always think, oh, shit. He got me. Do you know what I mean? Because because it works. Because it's a perfect way to think about it. Well, look, I I, I think that we have a... I think humans are very autonomous. It's easy to feel like a victim because of external circumstances. But personally, I think it takes so much strength to overcome circumstances. Absolutely. They can be, it, the circumstances can look like, oh, I just landed a great movie deal, I'm going to make a lot of money, I'm da da da. Yeah, those are circumstances, and they're temporary. So temporary. You know, there are all kinds of things that come with that that aren't seen. And it depends on who that human is in terms of how they're going to respond to that. Some of them that I've known, 
take it as a measure that I'm better than everybody else. So I'm going to treat everybody else as if they're less because that's what somehow I'm being uh, nurtured to believe. And that creates a whole other set of problems. Yes, it because does. Because that isn't happiness. That's right. So baseline, everybody's a human. Baseline, everybody who comes into this earth for a lifetime is being set up with their challenges, their particular uh, grouping of homework, if you will. And I don't think it's easy for anybody. But the thing is, how do you respond to the circumstances is really who you are. Because they're your, your choices. Are you going to choose to react, to be angry, to judge, to get into the fray? Easy to do. That's the human gravitational pull. Yeah. Get in it, react, <laughs> defend, put down, conquer, dominate. Yes. Uh, out of fear or just sheer domination. Well, those aren't really the best choices. You know, not if we step back at least and take a look. If we take a real look from our heart, where would we rather live? We'd rather live from a loving place. We'd rather share loving. We'd rather laugh. We'd rather have joy. My personal opinion is that's on us, not on the circumstances. Oh, see, that's the problem with Lee. It makes sense. <laughs> it's, she's so good, isn't it? She's Cindy. Ooh, no, I'm, I'm going to just... not give one person the finger driving home since I've been with Lee. <laughs> That's how I'm going to grow uh, uh, up today. Oh, I figure I'm in constant school, my dear. It never stops for any of us. It possibly could get better, but then I have my little, um, little. What do you call it when your 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 visual aids or my life aids? My life aids are quiet. My life aids are an animal. Yes. Anything on four legs with the tail and fur, I'm better. Yes, you're and absolutely. And if I touch them, I'm even better. That's right. If I pet them, I'm in bliss. And any mood I may have had or any doubt, it just shifts. And that's one of my, you, you develop your bag of tricks to get you out of the worst. And the worst can look like all kinds of uh, dimensions. It could look like uh, imbalances in the brain. Those are, I have a couple of dear friends who are very young, who are really looking at what they're dealing with in mm -hmm. terms of- Heartbreaking. The, you know, the things that they're having to monitor that aren't just do I exercise enough, yes. but things are going on chemically in the brain. We have a time where these are, I mean, we have a lot of challenges. We do. And we need loving friends. We need to ask for good guidance. For me, the greatest guidance is God. Yes. My whole through line, my North Star that I didn't give a name, I could give it a lot of names right now. I could call it God. I could call it the Holy Spirit. I could call it uh, Jesus the Christ, the Christ consciousness. I could call it all kinds of things. Bottom line is I could call it the desire to make a choice to be loving. Well, see, now I'm in my higher good place. <laughs> so probably things I wanted her to talk about that weren't so good, I may have lost oh, my chance. Go no, there. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I'm teasing. When Lee and I talked on the phone one day, I can't, Lee travels a lot because of John and the movement. They are three or four weeks on the road. They're in Argentina, they're in Bulgaria. I mean, I follow her on Facebook and this is what amazes me. She has a different outfit on every time, but she's only traveling with one small suitcase. Now that's a gift. Uh, no, let's, I, to be truthful, it is not one okay, small I'm suitcase. Glad. Because... I have upper body strength because <laughs> I take responsibility 
for my own suitcases, and they're usually two okay. 60 pounds. Okay, I should hope so, because how can you look that color coordinated in the desert? I think to myself, oh my God, she's amazing. Um, That's a stretch, but I'll take it. All right. Now, I came over today. Cindy and I got here, and I have been reading, so I brought the book. It's in my purse called... The Kid Stays in the Picture, and it's the Robert Evans, who recently passed away. Right. But I had never read his memoir, and so I bought it on Amazon, and I'm reading it now, and it's just wonderful. Do you know what I mean? And now here's a guy, if you don't know who he is, then you have to Google him, and you have to see the, the movies that he put together at Paramount, okay? And just to talk, we'll drop a little one, The Godfather, okay? But... We could also drop, drop love story. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the bottom line is, I'm reading it, reading it after I've had my tea at nighttime, and I'm in bed in my pajamas, and, um, you know, I look fabulous when I go to bed. <laughs> just fabulous. I mean, I don't have, like, a mask on my greasy nose or, or wear a, a tooth guard or anything. I, look... I want to know one thing, though. <laughs> this is a serious <laughs> conversation. I want to know. Do you wear your red lipstick to bed? Uh, it's the only time I don't have it on. I wear it's it the... to bed. <laughs> I wear it to bed. I I never go to bed without some lipstick on. Well, because that's who and... you are. <laughs> because you're a movie star. <laughs> no. There's a great, great acting teacher. Um, there was Lee Strasberg. There was Sandy Meisner yep. and Stella Adler. And they were the three greats yes. coming out of the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yes. I mean, they were, they're iconic. They're all gone now. Yes. But Stella, being a woman in those times, she uh, was, I can't even describe what a magnificent, big, mm. difficult, judgmental, didn't particularly <laughs> care for women, loved, loved men, you know, yeah. she helped Loved Marlon, Marlon Brando, Marlon yes. Marlon Brando and her men she loved, and I, through a series of circumstances, became close to her. And when she was towards the end of her life, I would go see her, had that great <laughs> red lips, and I said, Stella, I gotta know this. <laughs> When you go to bed at night, do you wear your red lipstick? And she drew herself up with all that magnificent drama and said, Darling, of course I do. <laughs> okay, now. And I said, Me too, Stella. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to have to rethink this. <laughs> so I bring the book over just to show Lee, and because when I'm reading it, there's a gorgeous picture of her at a Seder mm -hmm. at Robert Evans' house. Right. And Lee's in the corner. And you can't, you can't, must be in your 20s in that picture. Mm -hmm. I'm not even. And but every pic, every person in the picture is Kirk Douglas and his wife, and Robert Evans and Walter Matthau and his wife, and just one. But so she looked at the picture and went, oh, and then told us a little synopsis about every single person in the picture. And Cindy and I were just like, our mouths were hanging over, open because we it was so wonderful. And I said to her. That's why, with all that she has in her writings, to shape this memoir that I'm hoping that Lee's going to be working on, she has been working on it, I'm telling you, there's, you have enough for 10 books, Lee. 
You do. You oh. have enough for 10 books. Well, let's, you know, I travel so much doing the work with Joan right now. But uh, you're going to, I'm going to. The look. work is there. Yeah. Uh, your writing is already done. And I say this because Lee, she has a website. It's lty.com. Dot com. And there are some samples of her writing on it. Her bio is on it. It's wonderfully. I and actually, there's a lot to learn from it. This is what I keep saying to people. There's a story about the website in the 90s when all all this was exploding yes. with the internet, the websites. In 1996, when no one, I shouldn't say no one because that's too extreme, but I, I know a few who were yes. doing a personal website. The ones that were being developed at that time were a business website. And I decided I wanted to do a personal website because I was kind of tired of going through a press agent to relate to, let's say, my public or people. Yes. So I said, I'm going to write a website. I'm going to give my email address they can write me and I'm gonna write them back after three years I stopped that because I was responding to hundreds of emails I oh, know I'm but sure you I were. wrote every single story on the website because I wanted to share with them me gotcha not some image of me that I right. wanted to share so that became became the building of that website. Well, and I, every story on it I'm, is, is they're phenomenal, and I tell people they should go to it because it's amazing. It's amazing. And when Cindy, I Cindy came to my house, we were doing work. I said, "You have to go to Lee's website and read two or three of the stories that are on it because it it'll it they're mind blowing." And Lee is an excellent writer. Oh, thank oh you. honey, I love her. So writing. it's just an issue of she has to finish this first book because I'm telling you, there's I saw the office. Okay, there's about eight or nine more, and I think Lee and you and I said this to each other, but as we thank you, see the problem I see everywhere today is most. I'm repeating what you said. People aren't don't look inward. People don't believe in the highest good anymore. Do you know what I mean? There, people believe in. Me, 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 me. I think the only thing that shows after you've lived a full and rich life that those that are not bitter, those that are not angry, those are the people that are, you know, not yelling on the, from the front yard, get off my lawn. <laughs> I think they're people that have looked inward and found a way to cope with the challenges well, of life. Well, there's something <clears throat> that I, I'm not really in total agreement about the view of people okay. in such uh, in such a way. I mean, certainly with media, we see an awful lot of selfishness and, and a lot ugliness, of yes. um, unattractiveness and everything else. But just watching for me this week on the impeachment hearings and looking at some of these super exquisitely fine human you're beings. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. the woman who was let go unceremoniously, the woman... Uh, Dr. Hill. Yes. Um, and then looking at some of the people, and I'm not going party partisan, but there have been some people asking questions who have demonstrated a level of dignity, higher values, Good. higher aspirations yes. for this okay. country and how it was founded. And all, that has heartened me to such a deep degree that you have to look at those people as markers okay. of how people are, as well as the people that, yes, are me, 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 and yell at people on their lawn. I mean, there are those, but I have to say in my travels, 
I meet so many incredible wonderful people. people. Wonderful people who care about each other, who want to serve. Service to me is the highest value. Yes. Is there's only so much in the end of a life that you can say, well, how much more can I have That's right. materially? That's exactly how right. How much more can I accrue? All that's fine because you want to make sure you're responsible to your survival so you don't become a responsibility to somebody else. You want to be that the best you can. And then part of the health of life is giving something more to somebody else, even if it's just a smile. Even That's if it's, right. you know, this great thing, Tom Hanks was on TV this morning and he was sharing his own revelation of playing Mr. Roberts oh, I, and saying how that wonderful. What, there was a quote that he said that there's three things in life that are the answer to happiness. Kindness, kindness, and kindness. Yes. And there are these shining lights. There's a lot of them out there. I mean, right now we're not focusing on it because we're trying to save our constitution. That's right. <laughs> and we're from, in a little bit of deep doo-doo. You yeah, are right. And, and you, you are know right. What? And on that and note, so... I want to say how proud I am of America in that we have a system that allows us to kick the tires of this system and see if it's going to work. We were an experiment event initially. They called us an experiment. They didn't say we weren't going to be tested, and we're being tested. That's and right. we're being tested in different periods of time. And when I look at some of the people that are showing up, I'm going, worthy process. Okay. And I what I I I watched Dr. Hill, and I just thought I just thought she was magnificent. And yeah. I, especially when she turned around, she said, "Might I say something?" <laughs> Well, her I love everything about her. See, now there's an example that she demonstrated that she had many opportunities, Mr. Jordan or whomever were extremely aggressive yes. to her and not uh, respectful, uh, that she never lost her equanimity. You're absolutely and right. And she was a demonstration of choice. That was a choice. She had a different choice. But what she was demonstrating to us that we all have taken from it is wow what a way to be in the midst of that mess to show us some kind of light all right now all i know is i am convinced today it may not last more than a daily you know i have add <laughs> and i'm i'm not real good at studying but i was divorced for 14 years i thought there's no reason to get remarried i owned my own place do you know what i mean i didn't i, I was so happy by myself <laughs> But I met Kenny, and he was so interesting to me and so funny to me. And then when we started to talk about how he looked at the world, he said to me, I meditate and I'm a, a member of the movement because I go to a place where there is no negativity. And I remember the minute he said that to me, I thought I had never heard anyone say that before. Do you know what I mean? And I'm Italian, and to be honest, we get on that negativity bus pretty quick, okay? We got a lifetime pass. That's how we are. And yeah, okay, we don't need to say any more about that. So I love that, Lee, and thank you. And I, it reminds me now, you reminded me today of something, how much I love my husband, that he comes from the same spot. Yeah. He wants to feed I the I love white your dog. husband. Too. I know. He's a dog. He is adorable and he is so funny and he's such a character. <laughs> he's, yeah. But yep. he helps a lot of people. He does help a lot he of people. He helps a lot of people and he's he tries. Me and 
and uh, he's he's you got a wonderful guy well madam you're going to come back when we're further along in your memoir <laughs> we're going to bait people with some of the most interesting stories i'm ever going to say just so you know and come back and be our guest again thank I you love so much you. i love you thank you Lee. you I love just you. bring so much goodness in my life i love to laugh with you and i love i hope you're never pc okay <laughs> Well, I think she got her wish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Lee. Thank you, Cindy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.